I'm Erin Summers, and this is Publishers Lunch Deluxe for Thursday, November 10th. Today in Deal News, we have winner of the White Review Short Story Prize 2020, Elizabeth O'Connor's debut, Whalefall, about loss, self-discovery, and yearning set just before World War II on a fictional island off the coast of Wales to Pantheon in a significant deal at auction in a two-book deal. In today's top story, Abrams has hired Mary McAveney as president and CEO, taking over on November 28th as the company's first ever female chief executive. Current chief Reve- currently chief revenue officer and chief marketing officer at Open Road, McAveney first worked for Abrams in 1992 on the marketing and sales team and has held positions at Simon & Schuster, Zondervan, and HarperCollins. She succeeds Michael Jacobs, who will step down after running the company for 19 years. Jacobs will take the role of executive chair of the board at Abrams and will remain on the board of Abrams and Chronicle Books in the UK. He will also serve as an advisor to parent company Media Participacion and assist McAveney with the transition. Jacobs says in the announcement, quote, leading Abrams has been the culmination of my professional career. In my time here, we have experienced astounding growth in our publishing, our people, and our culture. He adds, most of all, I'm proud of how our company and its culture have thrived, even in the last few difficult pandemic years. This period has been transformative, and it's been my pleasure and privilege to have worked with the dedicated and passionate people who make this place unique. The next steps in our evolution, both commercially and artistically, are still to be taken, and now is the perfect moment for Mary McAveney to help lead us into this phase of our growth. McAveney says, quote, I am delighted to be joining Abrams again. Coming back to one's roots evokes very poignant feelings. Michael's leadership of Abrams has set the bar high in the industry for so many years, and I am honored that he chose me to step into this role. I look forward to working with the incredibly dynamic, creative, and smart team at Abrams. Joining the company at a time when they are experiencing such tremendous success with the prospect of even greater growth ahead is incredibly exciting. In McAveney's place at Open Road, Peter McCarthy joins the company on November 10th as Chief Marketing Officer. McCarthy has been Director of Consumer Insights at Ingram, at Ingram Content, Content Group and previously worked closely with Mary and Open Road in developing our marketing technology and strategy as a consultant. Open Road CEO David Steinberger writes, quote, we're thrilled for Mary and also thrilled to announce Mary's successor. He notes, Mary's contributions to Open Road are without parallel. Over the past six years, she helped Open Road deliver growth of 20% annually, an extraordinary accomplishment. We look forward to many years of working closely with Mary in her new role, continuing to build on today's highly successful partnership between Abrams and Open Road. In Pete McCarthy, we are adding to Open Road the publishing industry's leading expert at the intersection of search, social, content, email marketing, and e-commerce. Elsewhere, Retail rebounds at W.H. Smith and Indigo. UK retailer W.H. Smith released their year-end earnings report for the period ending August 31st, and the company stated it, quote, is now in its strongest ever position as a global travel retailer, end quote, with sales that not only rebounded post-pandemic but reached their highest level ever. Overall sales of £1.4 billion were up 58% over the last year. Profit before tax was £63 million compared to a £116 million loss last year. 
High street sales, however, remain well below where they were pre-pandemic after declining for a decade, registering $473 million, down 2.5% from last year's $485 million. Trading profit improved to $45 million from $36 million in 2021. During the year, 17 stores closed for a total of 527 operating. 2021 saw the closure of 24 stores. The group saved $42 million in efficiencies. After a cyber attack in April, the stationary brand is, quote, recovering well, with sales of $35 million compared to $54 million last year. Sales in the tra travel segment were $927 million, a 131% increase from 2021. They opened 98 new stores in the year and plan to win 50 to 60 new stores per year, with 150 slated to open in the next three years. The board announced it will reinstate the dividend and is proposing a final dividend of 9.1 pence per share. Indigo also released earnings for their fiscal second quarter ending October 1st. Revenues were $236.2 million compared to $238.8 million in 2021, though conventional sales actually rose and the top line decline is due to last year's renegotiation of the company's Starbucks contract, which made them $17 million. $17, 17 million. The loss before taxes was $17.4 million compared to a $7.4 million gain in 2021. Cost of sales went up $12 million to $140.8 million due to inflation and increased freight costs. Retail sales were $170.4 million, up 6.8% from last year and higher than the last pre-pandemic quarter. Superstore sales were $146.5 million, up 6.5% over last year, and small format stores delivered $223.9 million, an 8% increase. The growth is attributed to, quote, higher conversion among customers who continue to shop with intent and elevated average transaction values, offsetting the impact of reduced traffic. Online sales were $54.2 million compared to $54.6 million last year as physical retail rebounds, still 84% above pre-pandemic levels. Print sales were $129.3 million, down slightly from $130 million, but made up 54.7% of overall sales, up from 54.4% due to growth in fiction categories fueled by a younger demographic of readers. Merchandise sales were $95.3 million, up from $84.2 million, quote, a record high of any second quarter for the company, end quote, and the highest of any period outside of a holiday quarter, comprising 40.4% of sales, up from 35.3% last year. Elsewhere, Harper Union begins strike. Workers in the HarperCollins Union began an open-ended strike today, as they have not yet reached an agreement with management on a contract and are picketing in front of the company's NYC office. The New York Times notes that the union seeks an increase in the minimum starting salary from $45,000 a year to $50,000. As previously indicated, the union says that it is also seeking a greater commitment to diversifying staff. Astoria Bookshop announced that it would donate the proceeds from any Harper books sold at the store on November 10th and 11th to the strike fund to help make up for striking word workers' lost wages. Numerous authors and other individuals have also proclaimed their solidarity with the union on social media. The union has also asked authors and agents to, quote, strongly consider holding any new submission to HarperCollins editors until we have reached an agreement. 
Elsewhere, Storytel gets breathing room with capital with capital raise that includes Ottawa as a new shareholder. Storytel has given itself a significant financial lift with its new share issue that raises approximately $40 million SEK, about $37 million, from its two largest shareholders, EQT Public Investment and Roxette Photo, while also bringing in Finnish media company and book publisher Ottawa as an investor. In a separate announcement, Ottawa says they bought a 3.5 stake in the streaming media company for about 125 million SEK. Shares were priced at SEK 45.5. The board, quote, believes it will strengthen the liquidity of the shares and be beneficial to the company and help, quote, ensure a strong balance sheet and balanced overall level of risk in the current market situation. As we have reported, Storytel has been fighting the market tide this year as investors turn away from growing but still unprofitable tech companies. While the recent quarter showed improvement in moving towards profitability, the stock has fallen dramatically and the company carries significant debt, due in part to acquisitions, even as they continue to grow revenues. Proceeds from the share issue will, quote, partially repay a bridge loan of SEK $500 million from Swede Bank that was used to finance the acquisition of Audiobooks.com at the beginning of the year. Swede Bank has, ag- has agreed to refinance SEK $200 million of the outstanding bridge loan with a term loan of the same amount. The remainder of the proceeds will also strength- strengthen Storytel's balance sheet and capital structure and thereby increase the company's financial flexibility to pursue future strategic opportunities in line with the company's implemented strategy of profitable growth. Even though existing shareholders are diluted by the 8.8 million newly issued shares, the stock price reflects relief that the company's big investors have stepped up and addressed the liquidity issues, with shares rising about 5% today. As CEO Johannes Larcher said in the announcement, quote, we are thankful for the support and trust in in Storytel's performance and business plans expressed by our investors and new shareholders via this financing. We are particularly pleased to add as a shareholder, Ottawa, owner of leading Finnish publishers and media companies, and look forward to exploring opportunities to deepen our relationship in the fast-growing Finnish audiobook market. In People News at Random House Children's Books, Jordan Bishop has joined as Associate Digital Marketing. She was previously a Communications and Marketing Coordinator at Purpose Driven Publishing. Sarah Reck has been promoted to Assistant Director, Digital Marketing. Deborah DeFord Minerva has been promoted to Senior Copy Editor. At Nosy Crow, Avery Cook has joined as Marketing Associate. She was previously with Reuben Pfeffer Content Literary Agency. Allie Russell has joined as Marketing Manager. She was previously Consumer and Educational Outreach Manager at Candlewick Press. At Smithsonian Enterprises, Jill Corcoran has been promoted to Senior Director of Smithsonian Licensed Publishing. Today in Best Of, the New York Times and New York Public Library announced their Best Illustrated Children's Books of the Year, which you can find online. In Imprint News, Entangled's Red Tower Books, a new adult fiction imprint focused on romance, fantasy, and science fiction, first appeared in our digital pages almost a month ago with the acquisition of Rebecca Yarrow's new adult fantasy, Fourth Wing, but now the company has provided full details. Molly Majumdar 
is editorial director and the company says the line will champion feminist and empowered perspectives in the fantasy and science fiction space while also enfolding in romance. And on our job board, we have two new jobs that you can check on, check out online right now. And that's today's news.